Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to this episode of Strange Catholics. Today we're going to talk about intercessory prayer after we listen to Bob's first cup. <laughs> Our saint spotlight this week is St. Philip and St. James. With opening prayer, we'll turn it over to Bob. Thanks, Phil. Uh, good evening, brothers, and good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us here today on the podcast. And let's start in prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Gl- glorious and wonderful God, thank you for another beautiful day. Boy, it was just a super beautiful day here in the Virginia area, but I'm sure it was a beautiful day in other places as well. It's always a beautiful day, Lord, when when you're here and you're in our hearts. So as we as we move forward today on this podcast and talk about all things pertaining to you, you know, just please be present for us and for our listeners and, and just allow that allow us to feel that presence and and allow you to flow through our words and our actions. Uh, Lord, as we go forward today, we ask this through your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. One God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Okay. So, I would just did a trip to South Carolina. And, you know, I, I try to get to some different churches every once in a while. Some different Catholic churches. So, we can start spotlighting some different Catholic churches out there. And I went to a new Catholic community in the Myrtle Beach area called the Catholic Community of Carolina Forest. And we went to mass there. And it's actually just a school now. They don't have the church yet. You know, this is a segment uh, that we're calling, uh, check out this church, right? So check out this church in South Carolina. Community, they were very welcoming. And it was really, really a wonderful experience for Colleen and I. Uh, The interesting thing was, I would just say this about South Carolina in general, and this many states like this, and I'm sure it is in Minnesota as well. And we'll, and I'll send you a link and we can put it into the show notes so they have the website if they want to check it out. And it, it was really interesting mass because they don't really, and with COVID precautions, so some people were outside, some people were lining like the halls of the school. You know, it was just, it was really not the best logistics because of COVID and because of being in a school. But it just really was an interesting, if you go to some states, they'll say COVID's not really a big deal, right? So there's not a lot of people wearing masks in a rural area and stuff like that. And that does happen, right? They only wear them when they have to inside businesses and so on. Well, in South Carolina, it's a little bit like that. You know, people will tell me that COVID doesn't exist in South Carolina, right? Or they're not following these precautions, whatever. Um, I'm not saying I witnessed that. That's what people in South Carolina told me. But then I went to the church. And the first thing is I got put in front of a thermal scanner to see what my temperature was. 
So I don't know if wow. you guys have gone to gone to those extremes, but a thermal scanner, there was just they were like overly precautious. It was it was really interesting in contrast to a lot of the other people that we ran into who were wearing masks and stuff like that. So, um, but it's a beautiful new school. They just started that community. Gosh, I think in the last couple of years, uh, the, the priest that uh, was there used to teach um, seminary. He's not too old, but he used to teach in seminary. Uh, A smart guy uh, had a great message. Uh, There was a deacon there and he didn't make any any mistakes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wonderful. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. We're always looking for that, right? We're always watching that. But uh, I don't think he made any mistakes. There was one unique thing that I'm trying to remember now that happened that in, in the in the mass that was different than I had seen before. Oh, it was uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, Christ have mercy, right? The, the deacon didn't do it. Okay. The priest did it. Which, Did he do the confidier? No, 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 no. And I just thought to myself hmm. right away when I saw, heard that, I just like looked at Colleen. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's he wasn't planning right. on, maybe the deacon just showed up last minute too. Yeah, I, I don't know. But but I, and I didn't go to the germ. Um, boy, this is really inside baseball for a lot of our, our friends, especially in France, but I, I didn't go to the, into the germ and look and see which parts were the, if a deacon's present, this will happen. Like reading the gospel, for example, he did read the gospel that deacon did. So, so maybe they, I, I just wondered if it was something unique could there or that priest. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, I've done the confidier before, you know, that you've been there when I did it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my fault. I know, I know. Dr. Brother Reggie about that, yeah. Now Father Reggie. (laughs) Yes, Father Reggie. Um, But what I would say is, it seems like a really diverse community. The people were very, very nice. But this is a church that you should check out. It's not really a church yet because it's in the school, and they started with the school, and they're going to build a church on the same site at some point. Um, But uh, it's a a really vibrant parish. It's at least that's the vibe I got. Um, they did talk about something similar to whole community catechesis where they had families coming in in between masses on Sunday and asking questions and learning about the mass and stuff. So it seems like a really kind of on the ground level to, you know, and they're really just trying to, you know, water this vine and have it grow into something really, really great. So the father's name is Father David Nurban and so this is a great church to check out if you're in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area. And that's all I have for my first cup of coffee for this evening. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, it's really great. I actually have the website and I was checking it out while you were talking about it. So uh, as as I'm liking to do most of the time. Uh, yeah, it looked like um, uh, the priest is also the diocesan vicar for family life as well. So that's pretty cool. And it looks like their assignments are very new within the last year. Yep. Pretty new. Pretty exciting. Well, that's, that's awesome, too, that they had uh, a deacon assisting at Mass. Now, did he preach as well? No. Okay. Just read the gospel and was deacon of the Mass. Right. Very cool. All right. So You're next as, up, buddy. I, I'm, I'm next up. That's me. 
So at the end of our Saint Spotlight, we always say pray for us. And I, you know, I, I never really thought of this or took much thought in the fact that maybe we should talk about why we say pray for us. Because I think maybe we've touched on it, but I wanted to dive a little bit more into this. And so I was doing some reading from some early church fathers on what their thoughts were, what they said about intercession and the importance of praying for others, and especially asking those that we know are in heaven to pray for us, and why we ask people around us as well to pray for us as well. So I thought it was really, I thought it was something very important to cover because uh, someone asked me this question and I kind of brought out the kind of normal uh, scripture verses that one would normally do, but I thought ah, maybe we should really talk about this on the podcast because it's important to understand this component of our faith because it's critical. Um, yes, we can always go to Jesus, and we do go to Jesus, and that Jesus is our focal point of prayer, but we also have these heroes in heaven, these saints, that we can lean on and learn about and grow in great friendship with and then ask them to intercede for us. Same with our guardian angels, same with St. Michael the Archangel, the other names, uh, uh, angels that we know. And then as as we do, right, when a member of the family maybe or a friend is pregnant or is sick or something, you know, people will say, oh, pray for this person. And we do that. So this is where that foundation is coming from. And so from the early church fathers, you know, they're even going all the way back to Psalm, uh, Psalm 103, and then also Psalm 148, where we we pray, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts. Noting, not only do those in heaven pray with us, but they also pray for us. And then again, as I mentioned in that book of Revelation, um, when we when we hear of those 24 elders, the leaders of the people of God in heaven, fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and with golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. It's Revelation 5.8. So th this we can see concretely, the saints in heaven offer to God the prayers of the saints on earth. So as we are the church militant and we're sojourning our way towards heaven, we can pray for others and really ask for those that are already there to intercede for us. And then we have some beautiful quotes from some early church fathers. So we have St. Clement of Alexandria, this is from about A.D. 207. In this way, the true Christians always pure for prayer. He also prays in the society of angels as being already of angelic rank, and he is never out of their holy keeping. And though he pray alone, he has the choir of saints standing with him in prayer. So we can already see, you know, here's some early uh, references to intercession. And then we also have um, from First Timothy, First Timothy two one through four. You know, Christians pray with us and for us, and really exhorting that community to intercede for each other. So this is that this is where we see that it's so important that we ask our fellow Christians to pray with us, pray for us, because that's important. Obviously, and we've talked, we maybe have touched a little bit on Mary before. We'll touch more on her this month, hint, hint. But, you know, Mary is the queen, right? And so we want to really always want to ask for her intercession as well.
St. Cyril of Jerusalem. So this is AD 350. And I have quite a few that I can probably list in the show notes or at least give some references to. But So he says, it, During the Eucharistic prayer, we commemorate those who have already fallen asleep, first the patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, that in their prayers and supplications, God would receive our petition. That's from his Catechetical Lectures 23.9. So again, we can see the very early church always saw that it was important that those in heaven are bringing before God the prayers that we are imploring them of as well. And we these are the same things that we're talking about, we pray about, we say in Mass, but just talking about the importance of us praying with each other, praying for each other, lifting each other up in prayer and leaning on those saints in heaven, those that have already won the race, and and leaning on them, getting to know them, as Terry has been laying out so many saints, oh, 38 saints, I think, if my math is right, 39 saints. Uh, we'll try that again. And, you know, we're getting to know these saints a little bit, and the more we take that to prayer to understand and get to know these saints, then we can really lean on them for this specific petition or that petition and not feel as though this is something wrong or whatever it might be. We can see that the early church did this. Those that were informed by the apostles were doing this very thing. Jesus is telling them that, you know, it's so important for us to protect the children, to listen to them, and that there's guardian angels that are interceding on their behalf. Again, another point where we see this intercession. So, I didn't want to belabor this, but I really wanted to open up this idea of intercessory prayer, praying for each other. I also have a great article from Patrick Madrid, which I will also link to. I did not reference it in this, but I just it also helps expand on our understanding of intercessory prayer. Where is it found in the Bible, early church history? So, Terry, what do you think? Well, having those prayer partners in heaven I think is so vitally important. I was actually trying to do a quick reference as to how many saints we've profiled on the, on our podcast. Didn't quite get it called up in time, but anyhow, visual image of the altar being surrounded by the saints. Um, great video. Check it out on YouTube. If you haven't already, it it, it is an amazing video. Some of it, may not be for younger eyes as you know they show the 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 jesus hanging on the cross the bloody and beaten jesus um that might be you know i eh. mean you'll know if your kids can take that in but i mean if you've done stations of the cross or uh even some of the sorrowful mysteries you know if you've done any kind of where there's some readings to go with it i think it's about as vivid as that i mean watch it as a parent if you want first but uh i mean i've shown it to my children of many ages of which i will not say on the podcast but uh (laughs) it it definitely helped them see the reality of what's there so what the beautiful thing about the veil removed which of course we will link is that it's helping to kind of take that veil away from our eyes to see the reality of what's happening at each and every mass which is it's a beautiful representation of the communion of saints present praying with us there. Absolutely. And knowing that those intercessors are always there 
for us and with us, whether we are at mass or whether we are praying privately in our bed or in our private prayer spot, wherever that may be, being wrapped in that comfort of knowing that these folks are out there to walk with us. And they were ordinary people too, you know, as we've highlighted in our saint spotlight, you know, God does not call extraordinary people to do extraordinary things. He calls the ordinary to do the extraordinary. And these were just average everyday folks, just like everyone here, my brothers on the podcast, all of you listeners, you know, there was really nothing extremely remarkable. Even the 12 apostles that Jesus called, these were you know, what would be considered by today's standards, blue co- blue collar working men. And he called them to help spread his message to the world. But I think it, the one point that really brings it home, Phil, is the video that you and I talked about uh, with uh, using more as a reference for our RCIA people, but the veil removed. Seeing seeing those saints that surround us at Mass as the priest in persona Christi is blessing and transforming the Holy Eucharist into the body and blood of Jesus. Transubstantiating. There we go. That's the word I was searching for. I knew you'd get it. I knew you'd get it. I wasn't going to help you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's hard to add to that, I except to say that, you know, power in numbers, okay? And power in numbers along with, you know, uh, there are people that are, you know, I, I would say they're closer, closer to God per se, like, you know, they are, but they are. I mean, they're there and they're, and they're in a very um, special place you know, that we put that, that get, that God puts them in and that, you know, we, we recognize down here. So the more power, the better. I think that we have, I would tell you, I think that Catholics have a, such a wonderful ability and, and a powerful prayer life, you know, because of the saints, the saints are really a foundation for that. Now, sometimes I, I will, I will tell a joke and comment about we have to have a saint for everything, you know, like shoe salesmen and, you know, uh, guys who work in an automobile dealership. I mean, it just seems like we get a little extreme, but uh, you can never go wrong. Just pick any of them. I mean, pick the one specific to what you're doing, selling your house or whatever. Never can go wrong with Mary, that's for sure. So, um, you know, the more help as humans, we need as much help as we can get to get through the day. That's all I have. Amen. Amen to that, brother. Double amen. So with that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right right back with the Saint Spotlight right after this. Hey, we're back from the break. Phil obviously screwed up the intro into the break, so I'm taking care of this coming out of the break. We're back, and it's time for Saint Spotlight with Terry. And take it away, Terry. Today we are shining our Saint Spotlight on two of the original apostles, St. Philip and St. James. Their feast day is May the 3rd. They are both the patron saint of hat makers, hatters, and the country of Uruguay. Philip is the patron saint of pastry chefs 
and the country of Luxembourg. And James is the patron saint of pharmacists, apothecaries, druggists, dying people, and fullers. Now, not much is known with certainty about the apostles Philip and James, apart from their names and a few references in the New Testament. But what we do know about them is that both Philip and James were one of the original 12 apostles called by Jesus, and both served Christ faithfully during the very early days of the church. Now, St. Philip, he was born in Bethsaida in Galilee. He was one of the first apostles to come to faith directly through Christ with nobody bringing him to Christ, no intermediary person. Immediately, Philip seems to have been an enthusiastic person. He began to convert others, finding his friend Nathaniel and telling him that Jesus was the one whom Moses and the other prophets had foretold about. We are told in the Gospel of John, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus, the son of Joseph of Nazareth. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. He was the, also the apostle who com commented that it would take a considerable amount of money to feed a crowd of more than 5,000 hungry men, women, and children. Another characteristic saying of this apostle is preserved for us by St. John in his gospel. Christ, in his last discourse, had spoken of his father and said, No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip exclaimed in the fervor of his thirst for God, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough. Jesus replied, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me, and that comes from John chapter 14. Both of these examples in the Gospel of John prove that despite Philip's initially quick ascent to faith in Christ, his faith remains feeble through most of the Gospel. But Philip's example reminds us that God can use us effectively in spite of our weaknesses. He, like the other disciples, was slow to realize the union between God the Father and the Christ. Philip the Apostle is not to be confused with the deacon Philip of Acts chapter 8, who preached in Samaria and baptized the Ethiopian, although some writers say that they are the same person. Other references say they are two completely separate people. Philip also had a practical, down-to-earth mind. In the end, Philip followed in the footsteps of James the Less and many other apostles by being martyred for his faith in Christ. After preaching with Bartholomew in Greece, he was scourged, imprisoned, 
and ultimately crucified upside down in 62 AD. The other apostle, St. James the Less, we've also talked about St. James the Great back on episode eight of this podcast in July of this previous year. Uh, So if you want to check that out, that is a reference to James, who is the son of Zebedee. Today, we are talking about St. James, commonly called the Less, due to perhaps his shorter stature than the other James, or also due to the fact that he was younger than James the Greater, again, who was the son of Zebedee. James the Less was probably the cousin of Jesus Christ. He is also the author of an inspired epistle, the son of Alphaeus and a brother to the apostle Jude. He came from Cana of Galilee. St. Paul tells us that he was favored by a special apparition of Christ after the resurrection. On the dispersion of the apostles among the nations, St. James was left as Bishop of Jerusalem, likely elected to that post by his fellow apostles. Even the Jews held in such high veneration his purity, mortification, and prayer that they named him James the Just. The earliest of church historians has handed down many traditions of St. James' sanctity. He drank no wine, he wore no sandals on his feet, and but a single garment on his body. He often prostrated himself in prayer. In fact, he prayed so often that the skin on his knees was hardened like a camel's hoof. He sat beside St. Peter and St. Paul at the Council of Jerusalem. The Catholic Church also derives the sacrament of the sick from the book of James, since it says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And that comes from the epistle of James chapter 5. Now, lastly, the breviary contains a very moving description of his death. When he was 96 years old and had governed the church for 30 years in a most holy manner, the Jews sought to stone him. They took him to the pinnacle of the temple and pressured him to deny his claim before all that Jesus was the Messiah. Of course, James refused, and instead he affirmed his belief that Jesus would return to judge the world on the last day. The Jewish leaders had pushed him off the battlements of the temple. As he lay there half dead with his legs broken by the fall, he lifted his hands toward heaven and prayed to God for the salvation of his enemies, saying, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. While the apostle was still praying, They violently rained stones down upon him. He finally succumbed to death after someone struck him on the head with a club. And that is Saints Philip and St. James. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us.
We also have this beautiful reflection we're going to share with you guys that we uh, have from evangeli.net. And it has uh, at the very last part of the reflection that's written here. A lot of it's reflecting on the gospel in John chapter 14, which uh, Terry mentioned. But that call from St. Jose Maria Escriva, who is telling us that when Jesus is telling us that I am the way, the truth, and the life, these words are to show us the path that leads us to that eternal happiness. And he points it out for all of us. And he especially, he emphasizes it for those who, as you and I, have told him we are decided to take up seriously our Christian vocation. So I think these saints really call out to us the importance of our vocation as Christians to spread that good news, draw from that well that is Jesus Christ, frequent the sacraments, and be bold in our words and our conviction to Jesus Christ. Okay, well, it's that time of the show again. One, to thank everybody for listening, and two, to tell you how to get a hold of us. Well, first, let's talk rating, right? So we need you to intercede on our behalf with with all your podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whichever one that you're part of. We need you to go on there and rate us, and that helps find other people find the podcast. And then also you can leave a comment on there. You can leave a, a comment or a prayer intention. So you can do that on any of your podcast platforms. But there is a really good, uh, also an additional place for you to leave that. And that place is? StrangeCatholicsPod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice, ma- voice message at anchor.fm forward slash StrangeCatholics. We please encourage you to watch our unedited podcast on youtube.com. The link is in the description. Just like to note that we had a comment this week that someone said listening to our podcast has helped them read the Bible more. So we appreciate every and any and all comments that come in. So please just keep sending them in. We want your show topics, suggestions, your prayer requests, or criticisms. We want all of it. Please send it in. And if there's a comment that comes in that, you know, we want to see more video on YouTube of Bob, I I got it. And I'm trying to get there, but I got a lot of other things I'm trying to juggle at the same time. So, but the more of those comments, then maybe I, you'll see my face for the whole podcast. You know, it's amazing that his head <laughs> even fits into the frame as it is. It's the little frame. I'm the little one. All right. So let's move to closing prayer. And Terry's, Terry has volunteered to do that this week. Yes, I have. Thank you, brothers. And let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and heavenly Father. You are our light and our joy, and we thank you so much for this time together, the time with my dear brothers in Christ, the time to spread your message to all of our beautiful listeners out there. God, we just thank you so much for the blessings you bestow in our lives and for the countless gifts that we do have. We'd also like to lift up in prayer some very special intentions today for the protection of life from conception to natural death. For all those who are preparing for marriage, may the Holy Spirit open their hearts to the love God has for them as the center of their married lives. For Abby and her baby and those who are pregnant or who are looking to become pregnant, 
May Jesus, the divine physician, protect those vessels of life and their babies. From those who are suffering from COVID-19 or any other type of physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual ailment, especially for my friend Bob, may the Holy Spirit bring them light, healing, and hope. For all world leaders, that they advocate for peace. And for all those who have suffered the sting of racism, so that everyone's hearts are open to the Jesus' words of today's gospel, that he is the vine and we are all the branches. God, let us now go forth, proclaiming your word, showing your love with our lives. And we just ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Look forward to talking to you next week. And until that time, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day. And may God bless you.